Hello and welcome. This is Reconsidering WCW Nitro. I'm Dr. Damien Gibson and joining me is the man who only deals in kayfabe, is the invisible foot. It's Sir Matthew Kayfabe. <laughs> the invisible foot? Yeah, well, we can't say invisible hand for copyright purposes, so I thought it was the next best thing. That's fair. Um, you know, as people wonder what I look like, I'm just a, you know, I've got one missing foot. <laughs> yeah, now people are just either, a, yeah, like a foot in a in a tuxedo wearing like a, a Queen awarded badge uh, or like a Knight of the Templar but with a toe coming out of the suit of armor of my of my <laughs> two toe. of my two podcast absences you've uh explained one away by uh the fact that i was off going getting knighted and this time while i was away for the AEW podcast prince philip died coincidence no yes no it's not i don't know fucking killed that old man <laughs> i'd do it again Oh, man, can we, why does Australia care? I don't understand. It's just constant. I, uh, we've discussed the Royals Been quite a lot. blanket coverage for a week. I'm, Prince Philip was a bad yeah, guy. I'm, you can say I'm, this after uh, a week. Like a genuinely bad person. Yeah, like, objectively. Uh, yeah. I mean, like, when, when Meghan Markle, why are we, the, like, should we do Royal Talk for five minutes? Yeah. When uh, when Meghan Markle and 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 uh, Harry were like, uh, I don't mean to blow anyone's minds here, but the Windsors are racist. <laughs> but the first thing I thought of was Prince Philip. Well, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, no shit. Like I, I want to go Look back to Harry's sort of granddad the, uh... for a start. <laughs> well, I mean, Harry dressed like you a know Nazi. What I mean? Not that you know. Yeah. You can go to a costume party, I guess, but it's relatively tinnied. Uh, to dress as a Nazi, like I don't want to, I want to bring thumb. us, yeah. yeah, I want to bring us back to our to our origins of you know Camus and Sartre, and you know the, to mm-hmm. quote for whom the I bell. You're going to say Billy Joel and Corgan, <laughs> the Billies. We're we're a big Billy podcast, um, which is also the name of a new podcast we're going to launch on, uh, the Wrestle Wolf Network, the Big Billy Podcast. It's only a matter of time. You know, each, oh, each- a matter of time. It's only a matter of time. That's the name of the podcast. That's pretty good. Uh, each, you know, each man's death diminishes me, for I am involved in mankind, as John Doan wrote. But, uh, you know, this one didn't diminish me very much. It was a light diminishment. Uh, having to, every time I went to news.com.au, see photos of, of Prince Philip, I was like, surely there's like a celebrity sexting scandal that you could put on here. There wasn't. There was just Prince Philip. Something, anything. Anyway, Scomo I think we're twerking. Out of mine. You know, <laughs> I'd rather watch that. Than Scomo's <laughs> Scomo's what we call our prime minister, just for for our international. Scomo being booed to the footy. Ah, uh, yes, yeah, Scomo's. Uh, yes, <laughs> sorry, Prime Minister Scomo. <laughs> God, He's kind of a cunt for our international. Yeah, uh, let's. Ah, oh, kind of. He's the king. <laughs> He's the king. He was knighted Just as King Cunt worst. at some point. Just the worst. So, yeah, <laughs> cunt of the cunt table. Jeez, <laughs> um, God, what a lot of swearing in the first four minutes of the podcast. This is a new record for us, man. <laughs> yeah. No, we'll, we're just going to keep it up throughout. We're going to earn we're our the explicit bad boys tag. of wrestling podcasting. We're going to give it shit. <laughs> 
me are the bad I was actually, ones. you know, like I listened to quite a bit of, uh, especially the 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 British uh, wrestling YouTubers. You know, your what cultures, your wrestle talks, all those guys, and they're so worried about swearing. It's very cute. It's very nice that they're trying to be so inclusive of of <laughs> of all audiences. <laughs> And uh, we do not, we don't give a shit. <laughs> no, 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 no. I like that you nearly said, like, we don't care about that. Yeah, no, we don't. <laughs> We're not. Someone someone in the wrestling industry has to like has to cater to an adult audience, and we're doing that. Yeah. The problem is we're both, like, pretty left-wing. Otherwise, we could, like, have our gimmick is that, like, we're, like, they're not, we're not woke like all the rest of the podcast. Like, we're not scared to say the truth. <laughs> But we are. We're scared to say the truth. It's not too late to. <laughs> it's not too late for us to turn into Stephen Colbert esque <laughs> wrestling <laughs> YouTubers. Isn't that what Jim Cornette's doing? Do we have the deft? Oh, maybe we don't have. I, I don't know if we have the deft and skill to be able to <laughs> not just come across as blatantly racist and homophobic. Yeah. No. Let's let's just stay as we are. I'm more thinking about me than you. <laughs> um, speaking about racist and homophobic, uh, <laughs> let's let's get into this episode of night. Nothing homophobic or racist really happened on this. It's just a poor segue. I'm it's, I'm fine. Are you? I was like, it, the last two episodes, I've been like, what are you two doing here? When Larry and Tony show up, <laughs> I mean, it's a welcome. I feel like it's a welcome change, but there's still a bit like. Who are you two? It's like, oh yeah, no, you'll be the you'll be the commentators for the majority of Nitro. But it's just, yeah, I, I still find it a bit jarring. I would say one of the uh, great divert one of the we we don't have too many divergences like that. You know, you like Bret Hart, I don't like Bret Hart. Well, I do like Bret Hart, but I don't think he's as good as you do. Like that's one of our very like that that that's a sort of classic argument. I would say our one of our very few divergences is that that you are very like commentator based and I'm I just like sort of can you know live without the commentators for the most part I don't know why I'm just not a not as commentator focused as you are hmm. I don't know I feel like I'm probably uh <laughs> probably I'm very autistic and so oral <laughs> th- things are really important to me <laughs> I mean you also do um, like you know well, seven I, just, I feel like the commentators tell the yeah but i feel like i feel like the commentators tell the story right like Mm. they they help well even if maybe not necessarily tell the story but they help they help translate it and if they're poor i I don't know it's maybe it's just me maybe i pay more attention than other people but um if they're poor then it's but i mean larry and tony are actually really great and i feel like the, the difference in this episode is quite tangible between the first hour and the second hour um and eric you know it's kind of interesting to see that i mean eric is obviously into wanting to be on camera Mm. but was also big enough to be like yeah maybe i'm not doing the best job here so do we know if that's why he gave it over to tony or is that it was just a matter of he was joining the nwo yeah i don't know it's like i guess it's interesting because i mean the you know, Eric doesn't own this company in the way that Vince McMahon does, but, you know, at some point Vince gave over commentary as well and became this on-screen authority figure. And that's, you know, happening for Eric as we speak, mm. as we speak, as we speak 25 years ago. 
Yeah, podcast wise, yeah. Mm. It's uh, I don't know. It'd be interesting. I, I actually tried to do some research on uh, this episode, but I don't think um, I would have thought that uh, Conrad and Eric had had done these episodes individually, but they mm. hadn't done this particular one. They'd done like Scott Hall and WO that kind of thing. Yeah, but I thought that these Scott Hall introduction. And Kevin Nash introduction episodes they would have broken down, but I don't know if they have. The uh, it's amazing. They might have done last week's, but they haven't done this week's. It's amazing how quickly, uh, how quickly uh, Nitro turns, you know, and immediately becomes fantastic television after Scott Hall and Kevin Nash. I think we're, we might still be a few weeks away from that yeah. that turn at this point. I f- I feel like this episode is a good example of that. Like, I've got some notes later on in the episode, but um, I actually, at a point, forgot about Scott Hall, which I think is testament to this episode being quite enjoyable to watch for me anyway. Mm. Uh, And then the ending, as usual, for WCW was like, oh, what? (laughs) And then Scott Hall appears and you're like, oh, yeah, you know, (laughs) and it would just save the whole episode of like, oh, yes, awesome, The Outsider. (laughs) He's just that like quality. He's just that quality injection that that Nitro need, and it feels like everybody else is doing better because of it. Mm. Um, maybe the two hours is helping to for them to tell more interesting stories or something as well. I don't know. Like it's bizarre, but I've been enjoying the two hour episodes more than the one hour episodes. Mm. I mean, the, there's the still production- things like, oh, God, like Rick. For example, yes. but <laughs> look, the production's also significantly slicker on the two hours. Mm. Yeah, it really is. The uh, like the giant fireworks display at the beginning yeah. <laughs> of the Yarn and Rick and uh, Rock and Roll Express match, which seemed to catch the wrestlers by surprise. <laughs> the uh, do you, before we get into the show, do you do you want to do you want to hear what's going on in the world of wrestling uh, on? In June 1996. Yeah, it's time for a melts down. We need a sting for this. Uh, not the wrestler. A, a splash, a sting, a splash, whatever it's called. Um, so the- I'll 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 make one. I'll make one. Sick. Um, the the biggest uh, Vince McMahon is having an absolute fucking heart attack that uh, Kevin Nash and Scott Hall are. So so he's written legal letters that they've you know addressed it on their TV saying that these guys don't work, Scott Hall doesn't work for us and he should stop pretending he does um, because wrestling is pretend. Um, and then he sort of says, you know, that I that will not do anything about it. <laughs> we'll, never, yeah. uh, we'll never have a deal with the Turner network and all this kind of stuff. Like he sort of, he goes completely off chops about it. Um, the uh, one of my favourite tidbits of the week uh is Meltzer saying, uh, we don't know anything about the 7th of the 6th Bash at the Beach pay-per-view in Daytona Beach other than the six-man tag match with Kevin Nash and Scott Hall and probably Lex Luger as the third man. Rumours of either Ted DiBiase or Jeff Jarrett being the third person don't appear to have validity because DiBiase isn't going to wrestle at the present time and Jarrett's WWF contract won't expire for a few months. Uh, against Sting and Randy Savage and a third person likely being Ric Flair. Hulk Hogan returns for the August pay-per-view in Sturgis. 
against either Hall or Giant. Um, so there's a bit of bit of mixed messaging there, but there's there's some so some of it's sort of right. Like there's going to be a six man tag match. It's you know going to have those three guys on the WCW side. Uh, obviously, Hulk Hogan's going to come back a little bit earlier, and the third man, thank Christ, isn't Lex Luger. But I don't think they'd fully. I don't think Hogan had committed at this point to being the third man. Uh, if you listen to Bischoff talk about it, like it did take a little bit of, mm. you know, I think they thought it was going to be Sting. Um, so that's that's an interesting sort of outside of the ring tidbit. Uh, yeah. Oh, this is important stuff. So Steve Dole was banged up in his match against Mike Enos last week. Um, so Steve Dole's injured, which is a bit of a shame. And Max with a double X has injured his knee, um, but he'll be back uh, next week. Uh, oh, no. The just a little WCW Saturday Night uh, update. Uh, Gene Oakland interviewed the Shark, uh, who said that his name was John Tenter and he wasn't a fish. Uh, so that's uh, important, an important kayfabe update. Uh, Kevin Green was on Leno and apparently uh, lost all his charisma when he cut his hair, according to uh, according to Meltzer, which is a very strange thing to write of sort of biblical references there. Um, Eric Bischoff signed a young fellow uh, named Chris Jericho and also talked with Bam Bam Bigelow, who's currently under contract to WWF. Mm. Uh, Ted DiBiase will be brought in with the gimmick name of Zillionaire Ted, according to Meltzer. Uh, over at the WWF, Jim Neidhart's about to debut with a new gimmick, apparently, which is interesting. Uh, Shawn Michaels has apologised to a few wrestlers for not having his priorities straight in regard to the deal at Madison Square Garden, uh, which is the, the the curtain call. So there we go. Shawn's uh, apologising for that one. Uh the, That's uh, the only thing Vince has made Sean apologise for ever <laughs> is the fucking curtain call. Um, you know what I mean? Because <laughs> it embarrassed Oh, yeah, him. absolutely. Every other thing that Sean's done <laughs> over the last the 40 years has been fine. But the curtain call, he's had to go round to each individual wrestler. <laughs> and they wouldn't have given a shit. They wouldn't have cared. He's exposed the business, brother. Sorry, man. Carry on. He's exposed the business, brother. Um, according to Meltzer, yeah, expose the business. Yeah, 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 yeah. According to Meltzer, for all real purposes, the click is now done. Um, I think we can confirm in 2021 that that's not, not <laughs> quite right. No. And and hey, Mel- Dave, it's us or in the future, the Doctor and the Night, <laughs> and you're fucking wrong. You're so wrong. <laughs> the Doctor and the Night. This is I like. I'm a big fan. Um, according to Meltzer, Bob Holly may be leaving. Um. Once again, Meltzer, you're you're wrong, you fucking idiot. <laughs> Finally, we're saying what Eric Bischoff's wanted to say for two years of podcasting. <laughs> All right, we're it's kind of my like. I know that's the whole gimmick of the Conrad. <laughs> I know that's the whole gimmick of the Conrad podcast. But listening to Eric like contort himself, especially the more the podcast goes on, but the more he tries to. And I think the more he's got back into wrestling, the more mm. sort of like uh, political he's tried to be about it. Mm. But he really just wants to say, you're wrong, you fuckhead. Like, that's really all it should be. It should be a two-line thing on every episode mm. where Conrad's like, and Dave Meltzer said this about this. What do you think? He's wrong. You're a fuckhead, Dave. And then they <laughs> they move on. But otherwise, you wouldn't get a 
four and a half hour episode every week. <laughs> That's true. I'll take the four and a half hours. Yeah, as long as they're talking about wrestling, then I can handle it. As soon as they start straying into anything else, I'm like, oh, God, I can't handle this. I can't handle it. <laughs> so what happened on- it's probably exactly what our fans are saying to, yes, that's <laughs> to us right now. Well, they, no, our fans are like, why aren't they uh, talking about Billy Joel? <laughs> they haven't mentioned- They've mentioned him, but they haven't spoken about him at all. Like, what's Billy Joel up to at the moment? We don't know. We don't know him. Uh what is Billy Joel up to at the moment? Got He's no idea. Not making albums. I looked into it. I like that Billy Joel gave up. It's weird. Like I like that he just decided. <laughs> I was just about to say the same thing. Yeah, like he was like River of Dreams was was a bullshit album. You know what? Fuck this. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure he would have other good albums in him, but it's always that late stage thing of like you know, there's like four bad albums and then an okay album that everyone goes, oh no, it's really good. But it's not, you know, it's not uh, It's not Innocent Man. It's I, not yeah. The Stranger. It's, I, you know, I like, don't want to be cynical, but I don't think Billy Joel- And I Joel, suppose you could just look at your back catalogue and be like- I don't want to be cynical, but I think that Billy Joel might just not, uh, not care. But that's kind of refreshing, isn't it? Isn't it refreshing that someone is just like, oh, I just don't want to play, I just don't want to do it anymore. I, I did it for 30 years. And I was pretty good at it, so I'm just going to sit back and do the occasional tour and yeah, it's, it's make whatever music I want to make when I want to make it. I really like that rather than the Rolling Stones releasing you know, seeing, a bigger band. You know, as much as I love, yeah, or even you know, I'll even criticize Paul McCartney for this, you know, which is amazing. But you know, like watching him earnestly talk about McCartney three. You know, and like it's not a bad record. It's fine. You know, I mean, it's better than anything I could do. But it's like it's fine. But it's like an eighty-year-old billionaire writing about stuff. It's, I don't know. It just doesn't have. I don't know. Maybe it makes me face my own mortality, and I don't like that. But I just, <laughs> it doesn't. I just, I don't know. It, it it's just, it's weird. It's. It's weird to me that we all sort of pretend that this isn't Paul McCartney, the Steve Jobs of rock and roll. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, oh, I'm just an earnest artist and I was in the studio, you know, knocking out an album. And you're like, I don't know. I just don't believe you, you know? Like, I I mean, I'm sure he was, but it just, I like the honesty of Billy Joel, like, Nah, I'm old. I don't fucking want to do this anymore. You know, when McCartney's like, I just love playing, you know, it's like, do you? Like, you've been doing this for 65 years. Are you, like, are you sick of it? Don't you want to have a rest, man? Like, Apparently not. You're still playing the same songs as well. I mean, I know they're Beatles songs, which would, you know, they're pretty fucking amazing songs to play. But, like, surely you just, are you going to retire? Don't you want to rest, you know? Give yourself a break. And the Stones are even worse, man. The Who are actually the most, they're the most awful. Yeah. The Who should have died before they see. got old. Yeah. Well, yes. Yeah, absolutely. But fuck, like. You can't sing My sadder Generation. than watching this version. Yeah, I know. That's exactly what I was just about to say. <laughs> watching this version of The Who sing My Generation. You're like. And then, like, you know, Roger Waters has come out and is, like, full Tory, you know? <laughs> oh, is he really? He's like. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, I mean, he's not full right-wing nut job. He's just like full Tory because he's a rich old man. So, of course, he would be. 
I would argue that. You know what I mean? But it's like. I think that people. Um, don't sing my generation. <laughs> I, I think that people underrate the value of a drummer and that, uh, you know, they are the set, the centre of, of, of the band. And like Led Zeppelin were right to just be like, John Bonham died when we're going to go do our own fucking thing. Uh, they all, like, you know, obviously Jimmy Page, and you know, they, they didn't like each other so much. But either way, you know, they were like, fuck it, a member of this band's dead. This is in, like, we're just going to go do other things. When Keith Moon died, The Who probably should have been like, hey, like, let's go do something else. Oh, absolutely. Abs- absolutely, man. Yeah, all of those bands. This should be like a a 10-year cap or you know mm. six album cap or something like once you get to that it's like well, you you know even if you like shut that down and start something else up as under a different name like you can still play together but mm. uh but then that means we wouldn't get new radiohead albums i immediately don't like my new rule <laughs> wilco uh you know there's there's <laughs> wilco, some good bands yeah they yeah and then you hang out for like good Albums from bands that like Weezer's album this year, where just out of nowhere they produced a great record, and you're like, uh, "This is this come from? Maybe why, why have you been serving up this dross for twenty years? <laughs> maybe there should and just then be this album. Is, maybe there should just out be of fucking nowhere. I'd like Randy Orton, RKO, bang out of nowhere. Here's a great <laughs> record demo. Like <laughs> maybe there should just be an arbiter of snobs who get to decide if a band can 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 carry on. It should be. I think it's you and me, really. I <laughs> think we'll true. just put ourselves forward to be that council. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh <laughs> like the council at the end of Bill and Ted's excellent adventure. <laughs> <laughs> it's just you, me, and a couple of other mates. <laughs> and old rockers have to come in and bow down to us. <laughs> oh, that would be so sick. It's like I'm so that I'm sorry. So great. I'm sorry, Mick. You've been you've sounded Mick, like you've been bored for get out of here. <laughs> 32 <laughs> we years. Both go to Mick Jagger immediately. No, dude, come on. Seriously, you can't hide behind this blue shit either. Like it's <laughs> Just stop. If you're not interested in it, how can you expect us to be, Michael? (laughs) Exactly. We need to talk about professional wrestling. Before you can expect (laughs) other people to love you. (laughs) All right, let's get into it. Uh, This show aired on the 3rd of June. We're joined by Larry Sabisco, who has come as a special album cover. Uh, and Tony, who's come as a private celebrant conducting a business wedding in 1987. (laughs) Uh, Tony tells us that there's a big main event between the Steiners and Lex and Sting. That doesn't sound right, but the Steiners versus Lex and Sting. You guys know what I mean. <laughs> uh, for the tag team belts. Uh, next up, we go to a shark who's being interviewed by Mean Gene. And again, he tells us that he's no longer a shark and he's also having some troubles with his neighbours. Um, <laughs> he's done a pretty terrible job on his new guttering and they keep laughing at him every time he walks out to the out to the <laughs> get his mail, which is pretty sad for him. But then he tells us that he's no longer a fish and he's John Tenter uh, and then uh, scares Big Bubba and Jimmy Hart into a DQ. Is that what happened in this match? <laughs> Why are they? Um, why are they starting these nitros? Like this is this has to be like the the pre sort of internet boards mattering buzz would be of of wrestling fans in the schoolyard or whatever around the around the bubbler for you know single men at work. Uh, 
would have been like, holy shit, Scott Hall just like yeah. rocked up on, or Razor Ramon just rocked up on Nitro. Like we got it. And then they're like, hey, we'll capitalize on this with the, a, a fat middle-aged man saying he's not a shark anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, I know you're going to be like, oh, my God. I thought the part of his promo where he's like, I'm keeping my hair like this so I have to look at myself. Mm and relive the embarrassment every morning was actually all right. And him going, you know, like for John Tenter, this is the best you're going to get from John Tenter. <laughs> he was, he's trying, you know. It's like, well, you know, the, the boy's trying. I mean, like we're, we're making a joke, but this is not insignificant because what, what they're essentially doing is saying like, look, like, you know, 90s wrestling by this point had become nonsense and like, you know, crazy gimmicks and, you know, the, the Dungeon of Doom and, you know, whatever else sort of bizarre mm. things. Repo uh, Man. Yeah, like everyone had to have a separate <laughs> shog and all that kind of nonsense. Uh, whereas, you know, this is this is a guy who I was I mean, I would the- still book wrestling like that if it... <laughs> yeah, you, de- you definitely would. But uh, this is, you know, professional wrestling saying, uh, <laughs> you know, hey, I, I was a shark like two weeks ago. Now I'm a human being and, like, you all knew I was a human being the whole time and this gimmick stuff, this is nonsense. Like, mm. this is not insignificant. Mm. This is sort of what's going to turn things around and eventually create, you know, the if not the best, certainly the most watched era of wrestling. Yeah. The, I don't know. Then There must be a collective term, a collective term, an overall term for WCW and WWE, you know, from 96 to 2000. Like, I know it's the Attitude Era for The Monday Night Wars, I guess, is the... I don't know. Yeah, Monday Night Era, I suppose. Um, But, yeah, it is kind of cool. And there was a part of me that's like, oh, God, I feel so happy for John Tenter. That must have been so... (laughs) must have been so freeing for him to be like, so I don't have to wear these stupid <laughs> shark things on my face anymore. <laughs> I just, I just want to be very, very clear about what I just said before, which is that I am claiming that John Tenter kicked off uh, the Attitude Era and all that. Kind of, he is the innovator of, uh, of, of kayfabe, walls breaking down. Uh, John Tenter should be in any pro wrestling Hall of Fame. <laughs> He's in the WrestleWolf Hall of Fame. Break the break the walls down. I just had this vision of uh, the Y two J entrance <laughs> in four years' time uh, with the Rock in the ring, but it's John Tenter that comes out and does the Jericho <laughs> entrance instead of Jericho. <laughs> would I, I would be into that. Uh, John Tenter, God bless him. Uh, next up, the Faces of Fear get a win over High Voltage. Um, high Voltage! That's all I got for this. <laughs> danger, danger. Are you a big high um, voltage. Are you a big High Voltage fan? I couldn't remember. Uh, I remembered one of the guys out of it as, like, you know, one of the things that I remembered about WCW. Um, but I don't even really remember their name. Like, I just remembered the guy's face. I was like, oh, I remember this guy. I remember seeing him around. These guys will be in and around the tag team division for the next couple of years, right? Yeah. I mean, um, oh, look, I'm a, I'm a big uh, Robbie Rage and Kenny Chaos fan. <laughs> yeah, it was Kenny Chaos because I think he ends up doing um, 
he ends up having a tag team with Rick Steiner for a bit. God, I don't remember. That's absolutely probable. I think that's around the beginning of the end times, but he's like they go up against NWO and stuff. That's I think that's the reason why I remember him. But anyway, um, <clears throat> we had a fun promo here between Sting and Lex and the Steiner brothers, uh, where Sting and Lex seem to be really confused about how a singles match works. <laughs> this is a lot like both of them saying to the Steiners, like, "Yeah, man, but you were about to you were about to throw uh, Sting." you know out of the ring so i had to you know like that's lex's excuse he's saying he's saying to uh to scott steiner well you you're about to do a wrestling move on sting so i had to kick you i mean (laughs) idiot and then and then sting's like yeah yeah and if it was the other way around i'd do the same thing and the steiner brothers are looking at each other like these fucking idiots. We're the we're a tag team. You guys are singles guys. You should know the rules of singles wrestling, right? <laughs> if if the, I thought, if I the, it was pretty funny. If the Steiner brothers have more of an idea about something than you, uh, you're in you're in a bad about spot. About anything, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I loved how uh, upset Mean Gene got at the end as well. Just adding that little bit of authenticity to the situation where these guys push each other around. <laughs> I love his, like, grandpa-ish way of, like, I will not interview you ever again if you act like this. <laughs> you know, in his very dignified way. <laughs> he makes a fair point. But I suppose it kind of but it kind of makes sense from a psychology point of view, right? Because these guys need him to be able to get their message across to, like, opponents, the crowd, whoever. So if Mean Gene's refusing to interview you, then you're cut off. You don't have a way to communicate. <laughs> It, who's who's more important to WCW, uh, Cruel Gene or uh, or Sting and Lex Luger? Oh, oh God, man, I don't know. I just want Kevin Nash to show up so we can move into a new era. <laughs> <laughs> if I never see a Mean Gene and Sting and Lex interview again, I'll I'll be happy. This was a this is a nice way to go out. You know, <laughs> it's like. Let's. Uh, I don't want to see Surface Sting be interviewed by Mean Gene ever again. Yeah, that's fair. Which I don't know if we will. Uh, it's time for Disco Fever. Disco Fever. I'm so like I. I forgot how much I loved Disco Inferno when I was a kid, and then looking at the crowd when he comes out for this match with Colonel Pittman, the crowd fucking love him. Like this gimmick is. Over, he's yeah, and he's only going to get more over. He's one of the the highlights of Nitro. Yeah, I heard Jericho talking about him. It might have been in one of his books or whatever, but with, like uh, pointed out uh, Disco Inferno as one of the best uh, sellers that he's ever worked with. In the sense of like being given a shit gimmick and being able to spin it into gold, mm. and like saw like watched that happen and and took some inspiration from it um because it is like when you think about it it's a terrible like it's almost like there's almost almost like racial undertones to it as well it's like oh you look a bit italian so here get in this suit and do disco shit but it's also like happening in the mid 90s 20 years after disco was popular, yeah. So you have to be over a certain age to even understand. Like I know the cult, like 
cultural touchstones were probably a bit more narrow then than they are now, but still, <laughs> the fact that he got it over is absolutely remarkable, phenomenal. <laughs> uh, and he does it. He does it by doing things like this at the end of this match, where he essentially gives up and says, um, "Colonel Pittman basically puts him in one move and then <laughs> disco." quits the match because <laughs> if uh, he gets hurt, he won't be able to dance or do his hair. Important things that people tend to not think about. <laughs> I loved it. Uh, next up, Larry and Tony talk about how stupid uh, Jim Duggan is, and I thought this would be a conversation after your own heart, Matt, uh, as he's on the way to the ring uh, for, <laughs> for his match against Stephen Regal. Matt, did you know that Jim almost missed an event in Portland once because uh, before he wrestles, he likes to do a bit of gardening and you know it's a pastime that doesn't require much brain power. So anyway, this one morning he noticed that there was uh, some branches that needed to be cut down near his telephone line or whatever. I don't know, pay attention to these kind of things. Uh, so he goes off and gets his chainsaw. Now, the only problem was when he started, he had the blade between his legs. It was just a complete bloodbath. <laughs> anyway, he still wrestled that night, didn't notice a thing. I hate Jim uh, Duggan. Regal, <laughs> I'm going to do little uh, Jim Duggan stories about how stupid he is every week until he goes <laughs> away. Um, <laughs> Regal, I don't know if that one was as good as I thought it was when I was writing it at 11.30 last night. Um, I mean, uh, researching it, I found it on the internet. Uh, Regal has, uh, I love how Regal's paid double the fine that he got fined for slapping Sting. Uh, so now he can do whatever the hell he wants. Um, why isn't that kind of booking being used in NXT? I mean, he's obviously coming up with this stuff himself. Please, Hunter, please go and speak to William Regal about how to book good things in WWE. Anyway. Yeah, that would be um, It would be amazing. Uh, Regal gets the win here over Jim Duggan. Uh, and then he cuts a pretty great promo about how Americans are stupid and he's coming after Sting and blah, 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 blah. Um, we cut to a video package of Kevin Sullivan that's so boring that WD- WCW fade him out in his own promo. <laughs> <laughs> Did you notice that? I, I didn't, but that's brilliant. They just He was in the middle of a sentence. They just faded it down. Whoever's in the control room is like, oh, mate, I can't watch anymore. We've got to get on with the show. Fuck this shit. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, He then gets a win over Prince Okeo, who's going to be a bone of contention moving forward. Iokea. And Sullivan looked super surprised to get a win himself, judging Iokea. Sorry, my bad. Uh, Sullivan looked super surprised, judging by his eyebrows on the night. (laughs) Uh, Prince Iokea sucks, and I am not happy that we're in this era. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to talk about him a lot, I feel like. Mm. He's sort of like what would have happened if, like, you know, if Dwayne Johnson had have come to WCW and Prince Iokea had have come to uh, WWF. Wonder if we'd be looking at, you know, Prince Iokea as, as you know, young Prince would be the... Uh, the TV show that's on now, you know, is Prince IK going to be president of the United States? Who knows? <laughs> Prince, how do you say it? IKO? IKO. IKO. Prince IKO. Jason Statham. 
Sure and hops. <laughs> the <laughs> coming this summer. <laughs> the worst thing that's that's coming up is the is him becoming known as the artist formerly known as Prince Iakea. <laughs> <laughs> at least that's a current reference at the time, kind of, kind of. And then now, you know, then he remember left, when that was a dad joke to become a you know Jehovah's I mean? Where- Witness. <laughs> Remember when that was like a bit of a dad joke where people would be like, uh, yeah, my name is Damien, but uh, I now go by the artist formerly known as Damien. <laughs> still good. It's still fresh. Those were the days. <laughs> still great. Uh, the worst thing about this Kevin Sullivan promo, besides how surprised he looks with his eyebrows, his <laughs> face paint's so dumb, man, um, is that he's talking about Poochie. When we're back. We got a couple of weeks of no Poochie and... Poo- oh, Poochie's back, man. Oh, he's back. Um, also, just so quickly, and I don't want to start a war here with anyone, but I was listening to a Wrestle Talk podcast the other day where they were reviewing a WCW pay per view, which is fine. That's not exclusive for us. They, you know, they want to do that. That's fine. Uh, but almost word for word, stole your original line about Hulk Hogan and Poochie. Now I know it's pretty omnipresent. Simpsons quotes. And it is so obvious that Hulk Hogan's <laughs> being talked about all the time. But I'm just saying, boys, that if you listen to our podcast first, some referencing would be nice. That's all. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Not starting a war. Not starting a war. You want a war? I can't do my stuff. But I can't if you're listening to this, then I assume you're listening to this one. <laughs> you want a Yeah, you want a war? <laughs> you got a war. <laughs> hey, Wrestle Talk. You get three of your guys, we'll get a third. <laughs> we'll see you in a virtual ring. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll I need have to a Quizlemania. We'll see a Quizlemania next year. That we have a we have a uh, a mystery third person that can come out. Um the issue would be I don't know if you saw uh Hulk Hogan get booed brutally Hulk at Hogan. WrestleMania. I don't <laughs> yeah. know, like we would be the heel like well, I guess they were the heel team. The NWO were the heel team. There we go. We're not woke and Absolutely. progressive like all you other. Absolutely. Yeah, see, that was where, they, you know, we. I want to blur the lines, but that would really blur the lines a lot. You know what I mean? If we just started hanging out with Hulk Hogan. <laughs> I don't. You know, all our friends, Hulk Hogan, Chris Jericho. <laughs> <laughs> Who would our third man be? Who would be our, like, I mean, seen as the obvious uh the the obvious modern third man, like even you know he himself has referenced the NWO Cena. Mm. Uh, is there is there a better one than Cena that we could get? Like a more shocking uh, podcast co-host <laughs> to turn yes to turn heel. <laughs> that is a face that has to turn heel. Yeah, as a podcast host. Yes. Oh, uh, Mark Marin. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, fair call. <laughs> He's a wrestling guy. He's in four seasons of Globe. That's true. That would be that would be a great kayfabe. It, it's you know the shut the gate. Is that Mark Maron's music? He, Mark would be a fucking great heel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, shut the gate. Band <laughs> Who's he here to help? And then he hits the wrestle talk guy. What's up, you fucking assholes? You fucking pieces of shit! You fucking fucks. <laughs> What the fuck, fucks? <laughs> he would be a great heel. Oh, my God. Imagine how good a heel he would be. <laughs> All right. Lock it in. 
All right, book book it, Wrestle Talk. Quizzlemania. I know you guys just had Quizzlemania. Quizzlemania next year. <laughs> Wrestle Wolf with our third Mark Marin versus whatever three you want to bring at us. Mr. Davis, whoever, we're coming at you. <laughs> yes, this is a blatant way for us to try and get some promotion off the back of you guys. Um, holy shit, man. We've got a Rock and Roll Express versus Ric Flair and Arn Anderson match unannounced in the middle of this Nitro. <laughs> what the hell is going on? Is it 1987? This is amazing. I was so excited. I was so excited when this happened. You, you know who hated this? Did you enjoy this match? This I, match was great. I did. Uh, Dave who? Meltzer hated this. Oh, oh fuck Dave Meltzer. Also, when, when, when you're watching <laughs> What did he say about it? <laughs> oh, he just said that they looked at the Rock and Roll Express looked old and they're not very good. Um, when we, when I was watching this, well, all yeah, I could think of. But that's because they are. <laughs> all I could think of was like, who would have thought that the Rock and Roll Express would be 25 years later champions in a, a, a major sort of semi-televised promotion? Weren't they tag champions in NWA? Who were they champions? Weren't they tag champions in NWA? No, they didn't. They didn't win the belts, but they were still competing on power. It's like, wow, these guys look way too old. Like, surely I don't. Their time oh, maybe up. they did. Either way, I don't know. I don't know if they actually won the belts. They were definitely, they were definitely, they were definitely performing on power because my mate who watches it messaged me and was like, "Who the fuck are these <laughs> guys? Who are these ancient guys that everyone's like? Oh my god, it's the Rock and Roll Express." <laughs> uh it's yes, uh, unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. Um, I I've really enjoyed this. I think Dave's been uber critical. Mm. For guys who are obviously in their middle age, they put on a great match. There's some great transitions here, some great moves. They tell a great story, most importantly. Mm. I mean, it's fucking Ric Flair and Arn Anson versus the Rock and Roll Express. And Jesus Christ, Dave, relax, man. I just thought it was um I thought it was brilliant booking from Eric and whoever else is involved as well. You know, they've got this two-hour show. They put this right on the hour. So if you're at the end of the first hour, you're thinking of flicking over, oh, holy shit, it's Rock and Roll Express versus Rick and Arn. Mm. And if you're flipping around, you know, you're going to get that. You're going to get the southern market, but you're also going to get a crossover market of like, oh, well, these are the big names from southern wrestling right mm. i just thought it was brilliant i thought everything about it was great agreed uh, and then we get to top it off bobby the brain comes down and says that he's not going to manage i mean i everyone knows how much i love bobby on this podcast but jesus this is so good uh he says that he's not going to manage so there's been all this talk throughout the episode of bobby maybe managing rick and flair at the next pay-per-view what is the next pay-per-view by the way uh, I can't remember. It's is it Slamboree? No, it's something in between. No, we just had Slamboree. It's not Bash at the Beach. I think it's a big one. I'm re- forgetting the name. Is it of Great it. American anyway, Bash. It is Great American Bash. Yes. Um. Yeah. So anyway, there's the, we'll get to the gridiron players and the NFL boys in a sec. But anyway, Bobby comes down and says that he is going to manage Rick and uh, he's not going to manage Rick and uh, Arn. He's going to coach them. And then he's got like some Heisman trophy or something that says he's a great coach from the NFL. What's that? Do you uh, know what that is? Don't have a clue. <laughs> uh, next up, the giant squire, uh, squashes uh, ice and fire and then cuts actually a pretty good promo, I thought. It's a bit, it's just a bit more real. It's not like 
oh, fee five fo fum, I'm a giant. It was more like, you know, I've crushed everyone that you've thrown at me. Why are you talking about Hulk Hogan when you should be talking about me? I'm the champion. It's just, it was just a bit more of that, what you were talking about earlier in the episode of a slight change in direction of more realistic, I suppose, and less kayfabe or less cartoony stuff. It's definitely not a big stinky giant anymore. It's a little bit more realistic. <laughs> yeah. Although the one thing is that we've got no Macho or Hulk on this episode. So that's pretty you know, cool. there's no cartoon, but those guys will be back and it'll start to get a bit cartoonish. Yeah. But for a bit and then it'll change. Having said that, WCW completely undoes all its good work by having an ad for the WCW magazine where the giant is on the front posing in a forest <laughs> with his leg up on a boulder like a mum getting a glamour shot for her husband in a supermarket. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, it made me laugh now. I rewinded it, I rewound it twice. <laughs> Watched it three times as I was watching it. Uh, next up, we get Kevin Green and Mongo McMichael having a, they're having a chat, baby. Uh, about their in-ring tactics, sweetheart, and they work out that they need a coach, darling, uh, and uh, that coach is going to be Macho Man Sugar Dumpling. <laughs> this is um, this is some weird promo work, man. What are you? Are you? Do you like this? Are you into it? I don't. No, <laughs> I quite I'm understand not. What's going on here? I I hard am not. Into, <laughs> I'm not into this. I just I don't understand why they talk in the way they do. I don't understand, like, because you know we're not I, we're not American so football weird. people. We're not Americans, which may shock many listeners. Uh, for me to expose us in that way uh, now, but uh, yeah, this finally I, Kevin Green is meaningless finally. to Feels me. So good to be able to tell the truth, <laughs> and Mongo is uh, is awful. So I don't I don't want to yeah. see this. <laughs> He's not very good. Yeah, uh, I just the amount of sugar dumplings and honeys and babies and stuff going around. It's just, I know it's kind of a southern thing to you know, mm. to say baby and stuff like that. But it's just, I don't know. They keep saying it to each other, not to get the nineties gay panic happening, but it's just sort of weird. Like they're meant to be these big macho guys, but they're just constantly. All I can think of is the black adder running joke of like, "Morning, darling." <laughs> Yes. Character darling in season four, three or four of Blackadder. Um, anyway, we cut to so we cut to the ring. Eric, Bobby, and Macho then have the world's first Zoom call about <laughs> Macho agreeing uh, to be the NFL boys' coach. Um, there's a match going on while all this is happening. We just completely ignore it. And Bobby's I'm, having a meltdown about the fact that Macho Man's going to be a manager. I'm so happy that we're not talking about Scott Norton and Hugh Morris. Oh, I skipped that. No, that's what I mean, though. Like, it's. I, Do you want to talk about it? <laughs> no, I just wanted to let people know that it happened and that I hated it. Yeah, I'm, but I'm just, I, we don't have to talk about I've realised in the last couple of episodes we don't have to talk about everything. <laughs> Like, you know, if there's no, if there's no, if we don't want to talk about it, there's no entertainment value for the listeners, then just, it didn't happen. Sorry. That's <laughs> We're not fantastic. historians. We're podcasters. <laughs> I'm a historian. Uh, 
Okay, that's going to be wrapped into the next intro. <laughs> uh, two doctors. We'll have two doctors just to make things even. Con- <laughs> I want by the end, by the time we finish this podcast, for you to be uh, Doctor Sir Matthew K. Fabe, OBE, MBE, AOA. Sick. What's our one? AO, 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 whatever. It doesn't have the same ring, does it? Then no, it OBE. Anyway, it certainly doesn't. Uh, American, Canadian, Indian, Russian listeners will be like, oh, Indian listeners will know what we're talking about, but non-Commonwealth <laughs> listeners will be like, what the fuck are you guys talking about? Uh, anyway, meanwhile, in the ring, Sting and Lex uh, versus the Steiners uh, for the tag team titles is happening, but it doesn't matter because it's a smosh finish <laughs> uh, where the Giant comes out and uh, the two tag teams combine to get the Giant out of the ring and stand tall. I don't really know what the point of this is. Do we know what the point of all of this was? Nope. This was bad. This was not good. Which is a shame because I love the, the Steiners. The Steiners are going to get the belt at Great America Bash, right? I hope so, yes. It's time for Sting and Lex to move on to their next stage. <laughs> yeah. Were they two, even though I'm not a massive fan of Neon Sting and I don't really like Lex, they're two valuable commodities to be in a tag team. It doesn't make any sense to me that they're stuck in the tag division. Yeah. Um, thankfully, as we said earlier in the episode, uh, Matt's favourite wrestler, and I think it's a pretty good pick, actually. The more I think about it, I'm all like, yeah, actually, that makes sense. Scott Hall is to pick up the end of what has been a pretty enjoyable Nitro. Mm. Uh, he says to the Ken doll uh, that uh, you're getting the war that you asked for uh, and then Sting appears to fly the flag for WCW, which I thought was cool. Uh, and then Scott Hall says next week that he has a big surprise for Sting. Oh, boy. It's a big surprise. The big mang and the medium-sized mang finally together. <laughs> it's it's, it's kind of cool because they could use Kevin Nash at this point. Um, it's kind of cool that they don't immediately use Kevin Nash, like that they sort of let Scott Hall be this sort of harbinger. Uh, of of you know this former world champion uh you know one of the better WWF world champions of the mid 90s um that's that was a little little shot um <laughs> sorry i know um, just trying to just trying to create a feud at Shawn Michaels <laughs> uh there's only two of us on the show. We can't have feuds. <laughs> That's true. When there's yeah. only the two of us. And then um <laughs> then they're gonna they're both gonna be like, hey, we got someone else as well. So it's kind of cool that they slowly, slowly reveal the new world organization of professional wrestling. Yeah, there's no I don't think I don't think that, that would happen now. Even in capable hands of someone like Tony Khan, I don't know if they would I don't know if they'd be that patient. Although, I mean, it's only two weeks. Maybe AEW would, but it, it's it feels longer than that. I mean, especially with Hulk Hogan, they're not going to reveal that for ages. But mm. yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's just it's so interesting to look back and be like, this is this is really well done. The reason why this succeeded is because it's really well done and thought out, and there's an end game to it that they're going to introduce. I mean, even though they don't know exactly who, whether it's Hulk or Sting at this stage. That they know at Bash of the Beach, there's going to be a reveal. It's going to be a big face turning heel for 
well, I don't I think they had a name for it, but for the outsiders or NWO or whatever, mm. it's great. Just shows that if you book to a plan and the plan is good, you'll make good wrestling. Yeah. And Scott Hall's so good. He's just like it's it's you know, now he's officially, he you know, he's never he's never gonna do anything in wrestling again. Um such a you know, such a waste that his personal life impacted his career in the way it did because far out he was outrageously good. Yeah. Do you want to hear what's going on on Raw? Uh, yes, absolutely. Terrific. Um, we open with a King of the Ring qualifying match. Uh, some schmuck called Steve Austin uh, defeated Bob Holly via submission with the Million Dollar Dream. Uh Mankind defeated Barry Horowitz with the Mandible Claw. Okay. Uh, then Jim Ross interviewed Mankind. Uh, Henry Goblin and Phineas Goblin defeated your favourites, Techno Team 2000, after Henry hit the slop drop. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> the slop drop. <laughs> and oh then we're, we're, this is, we are hurtling towards one of the most iconic moments in wrestling history. Jake Roberts defeats Hunter Hearst Helmsley in a King of the Ring qualifying match with the DDT. So we're we're heading towards you could you talk about your Bible well Austin three sixteen mm. says I just whooped your ass. So that, you, that's the whole episode. That's actually a pretty good episode of Raw. It's a pr- pretty fucking good episode of Raw. What are you You're watching? You're going to be watching WCW, right? Like after yeah. After Scott Hall showing up last week, there's no way you're not watching anything but WCW. Well, the, to the, see what happens. The people were watching uh, WCW. Raw got a 2.3. Nitro got a 3. So, it's a significant audience drop. Audience, you know, difference. Increase, yeah. Mm. Oh, for, yeah, increase for Nitro. Yeah. Well, I mean, last so last week's- uh, So, Raw actually stayed exactly the same. For, it has been the same for the last three weeks. Uh, and Nitro's gone 3.1, Scott Hall debuts 2.8, and now they're at a 3. Um, so there's a little little shift going on there. And then we'll see what happens next week when mm. the big man comes. Mm. The big man. Um, well, that is us thoroughly covering Nitro 3rd of June 1996, I would suggest. Um, we are pretty much a one-stop shop. Now, uh, everything you need us for, you can find at uh, at Captivate FM, which is which hosts us uh, now. But our website is also through them, and then you can find all of our social links and everything through there. Uh, so if you go to Captivate FM, uh, actually, I think it's WrestleWolf.CaptivateFM.com. Uh, so if you go there, you can find everything, all our podcasts, all our socials, our Patreon link, which we still haven't finished off because I've been very sick this week, but I will get that up. Uh, Matt and I have been talking about some stuff that we're going to try and do exclusively for that. Um, there Mostly be nudes. A little bit of talk like we're going to treat it like an, an OnlyFans. <laughs> mostly, <laughs> mostly nudes. Uh, TNA has been mentioned. I actually watched something that I thought could be uh, a good watch along, uh, which was the global warming tour from 2001 to down I went in Melbourne. Uh, it's so did I, it's so did David. So it's it's such a interesting time. Uh, <laughs> David, our friend from the past, no, that was that for was anyone fantastic. who doesn't know who that is. So did uh, so did there was probably a few Ryans there. I reckon a couple of Toms <laughs> might have gone. <laughs> yeah, I can see John, and I can see. <laughs> Um, 
yeah, it's a lot more loosey goosey than wrestling is uh, now. Taz and Michael Michael Cole is actually fun and entertaining on commentary uh, in on this pay-per-view so anyway i thought maybe a watch along of that could be well worth it hulk hogan uh, kurt was, angle uh, christian awesome. and um <clears throat> uh, uh uh yeah well <laughs> christian and kurt angle and um oh my god the boring canadian uh, storm pissed you off a couple of weeks ago with his comments about aw lance storm go to melbourne zoo and uh it's <laughs> it's a pretty pretty boring segment who just kind of sums up uh melbourne but kurt's being like i actually got swerved by kurt because i thought he was being a dick uh, at first and i was like oh no he's just being he's not breaking kayfabe good boy um but god there's so much talk about tomatoes and pie uh all in relation to to women there is a bra and panties match that is the second to last match on the card which is a bit blah. But besides that, there is a Christian versus Edge match. Uh, there's a Brock Lesnar versus um, Chris, uh, Brock Lesnar versus Triple H versus Rock main event. Uh, but for us, I think the the interludes of them hanging around in Melbourne and seeing them, like seeing seeing Edge and Tory Wilson in Ligon Street getting cake, is like <laughs> that's weird. Uh, and, and then like the Rock and Triple H going to like a gala dinner at uh, Melbourne Town Hall is also like, yeah, that's weird. <laughs> uh, but they were like, of course, they get dragged. Like, there's a charity auction uh, and it's all just sports memorabilia. I mean, like, I know they're a wrestling event, but like, it's like, there's like these awful paintings that have been done of Triple H and the rock that they've both signed that are being auctioned off. And then there's like a North Melbourne Kangaroos signed jumper next to it. You know what I mean? <laughs> Just so Australian of like, yeah, this is just as important as whatever it is you guys do. <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, I hate this country. Anyway, um, we, we can wrap it up there. We'll be back with AEW. I don't know what's going on with NWA, guys. Don't ask me. I don't run the company. But when they decide to do another power, I'll do a review of it. <laughs> Jesus Christ most ramshackle fucking promotion on the face of the on the planet uh but aw will be doing this week wcw will be doing uh it's getting towards the end of the month so we'll have another ecw episode and then we'll let you know once we start releasing stuff onto onto patreon as well um but until next time brother friends pepe is dead <laughs>